Welcome to the Fashion Unearthed podcast. If you need help navigating the fashion industry sustainably, you have come to the right place. I'm your host, Belinda Humphrey, and my hope is to simplify the fashion industry so that businesses can make the best decisions for people, planet, and product. Hello, and welcome to episode 72 of the Fashion Unearthed podcast. I haven't checked my podcast subscribers on Apple for ages, but I did today, and I can see there are a lot more people, which is amazing. I love that people are sticking around and finding inspiration, education, or whatever it is they need from the podcast, so a big thank you to everyone. And if you do like it, I would love it if you could share it with a friend or on Instagram. It would really help to get it out to more people. And if you do share on Instagram, make sure you tag me at Belinda Humphrey. So today I wanted to talk about quiet luxury, or some are labelling it as stealth wealth. But I see it being mentioned a lot on social media, and it's one of those supposed new trends everyone's talking about. But I don't think it's as new as what people in fashion are trying to push. Sure, it's been in the media a lot more with uh, Succession and everyone wanting to dissect Gwyneth Paltrow's recent courtroom appearances and outfits, but it's not new. The phrase, money talks, wealth whispers, has always been around. But the difference now is that it's being described to talk more about billionaires than millionaires. But what exactly is it? Articles describe it as a mood or you know it when you see it and all these vague terms, but it's essentially, it's logo free, it's expensive clothes due to materials and construction in colours that the West describe as neutrals. And when you describe it like that, you think it'd be quite simple to emulate that look but I'm going to get into why that's a bit trickier a bit later. But it was last in the public zeitgeist just after the Great Recession of 2008 and it reflected a more sombre economic mood and this time fashion trend companies are describing it as a pendulum swing away from dopamine dressing and peacocking and again representing the mood of the global economy. But like I said, wealthy people not dressing overtly wealthy has always been a thing. While some may say there's an element about living a quiet life, being safe, and avoiding being the target of criminals, a lot of it has to do with signalling to an in-crowd. Fashion has always been about saying something about ourselves. And like I said earlier, it's a case of if you know, you know, and this is the key bit, because people in the know will be able to spot that you're wearing something prestigious. It's an inner circle mentality. It is understated. Suppressed, soft, tactile, sophisticated, timeless, it's inconspicuous, polished, refined, logoless. It is not flashy, bold, or glitzy dressing. Brands that fit into this aesthetic naturally include Laura Piana, where the cashmere sweaters start at $1,700, The Robe, Brunella Cuccinelli, Max Mara, and Jill Sander, just to name a few. And the colour, like I said, is not bold, bright, or colourful, very restrained, grey, navy, black and white. Maybe some cream in there as well. (laughs) British Vogue describes the trend as more of a mood than anything else and essentially a synonym for elevated basics, which I disagree with. This is a total look signalling that you have the money to afford quality. You can't convincingly pull off this look just by thinking you can buy a camel sweater from the high street regardless of how many influencers tell you otherwise. For a number of reasons. Firstly, there's a reason why the term impeccably cut is often used. It directly speaks to the level of quality and fit. 
the brands who have made these clothes pay more for complicated construction methods and they scrutinise the whole fit process a lot more. Secondly, the fabric is heavy enough. They're not flimsy fabrics, they have assuredness to them and woven fabrics especially have been steamed and pressed expertly throughout the construction process to mould around the body. And lastly, the materials are mostly natural. The usual suspects, cashmere, silk, wool, and it leads on from the previous point, that a tailor can't shape a pant leg with steam over a tailor's ham or an ironing board if it's polyester. Trying to go for that look by using an acrylic or polyester blend is a dead giveaway to a trained eye because it never hangs the same. It's being framed as another trend, but a well-fitting coat in a beautiful fabric in the right proportions for your body and put together in a complete look with all the other items at the same standard will always signal higher quality and therefore expensive. And it is about the whole look. Fingernails, teeth, hair, shoes, well-fitting undergarments and minimal jewellery. Even other cues can come into play here. The speed at which someone talks, the way they move their body, what they do with their hand gestures. All of those things will add up to signal if someone is, I guess, wealthy. I mean, I'm pretty sure I've never met a billionaire. (laughs) So maybe not take my word for exactly what the wealthy are wearing. When I was traveling a lot through airports and, you know, boarding planes and looking at how people were dressing when they were getting on and off the plane, those were all the things that I was looking at, those little signalers of if they were going to turn left and go into first class. And it's because of all those little signals that I don't think you can pretend or look like you're from old money just by shopping neutrals. You can look stylish, but that should always be the case regardless of your budget or colour palette preferences. All that being said, I think there's one problem with this trend. I mean, aside from everyone trying to make it a trend. And that is, it's a Western version of what denotes luxury. If you've done any reading about the history of colour psychology and usage, there's a whole theory about why bold colours are seen as more casual, unrefined or unsophisticated. And it's because of their association and use of them in native dress and Indigenous cultures. The West consciously separated themselves from these cultures by using more subdued colours and described them as more civilised, rational and sophisticated. And it's something that still permeates the boardroom and corporate environments. So I think it's worth being aware of that too. Particularly, you know, take notice of the type of people that are wearing this look and being used as examples of this trend. As I mentioned on one of my earlier fortnightly newsletters, be aware of your biases and I'll add culture into that as well. Be aware of the culture that you're immersed in. All in all, I feel fashion is trying to make this a thing, and I think brands will struggle to pull it off, aside from a colour choice. Because a cashmere or wool knit is more expensive, and it's not going to fit into most brands' pricing hierarchy. And the other part to that is the room in an existing margin structure to pay for better construction. So yes, by all means, pay attention to the fit of your garments and buy high-quality materials made ethically, But if hot pink is a neutral or foundation colour in your wardrobe, stick to it. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And like I said, I would love it if you shared it with a friend or even on Instagram. And if you are looking to work with me on a coaching or design project, you can get in touch via info at BelindaHumphrey.com or DM or message me on Instagram at BelindaHumphrey. 
And like always, you'll find the show notes and any links on the website, belindahumphrey.com, in the podcast section. Thanks so much for listening. See you next time. Thanks for listening to the Fashion Unearthed podcast. If you want to get in touch, head over to belindahumphrey.com or you can find me on Instagram at belindahumphrey.com.